everyone. Welcome to episode 160, Baby Brains. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. You know how I like alliteration. And after last week's confessions, true confessions by Kelly Hutchison, who was formerly Kelly Stout. Um, yeah, my dad's like, wait, you smoked cigarettes in fourth grade? I was like, oh, I thought I told you that one. <laughs> he finds out so much on the podcast. <gasps> Whoopsie doozy. I think he's like our first listener every Wednesday. So yeah, I did a lot of naughty things and it was no reflection of my parents whatsoever. And when I think about it, I'm like, why was I so naughty? Like I, I look back and I'm like, what were you thinking? That's literally what I want. I say to myself all the time when I think back to the things that I did. And that's the, that's really the answer is I wasn't thinking. So your kids are going to do things and you're going to literally say like, what were you thinking? And they're not going to have an answer because they weren't thinking. Their brains aren't developed yet. So when I say baby brains, I don't mean actually like a newborn baby. I mean, baby brains, like their brains are still developing. It's still growing. So when you think the thought, what were you thinking? The answer you can answer yourself, they weren't. And it has no reflection of you, which lets you off the hook to enjoy these beautiful humans that God has blessed you with. I just got a picture from Shutterfly. It's a picture of David and I at the beach holding Lily. And she's probably, I don't know, nine months old. I have no idea. And she, we are just like beaming with happiness. And I remember thinking after we had Lily, the doctor's like, all right, well, one and done. This is, you know, this is like winning the lottery. And like, this is like your unicorn baby. Cause this is never going to happen again. They didn't say it in those words, they, but that's what I heard. And so I look at that picture and I'm like, wow, I was so unconscious in that picture because I was so afraid of messing it up. Cause I knew it was like, it was Lily and that was it. Like Grady wasn't even in the cards and the doctor said he's not in the cards. I mean, you can go back and do in vitro again, but you didn't have a lot of luck. It took you a long time to get pregnant with Lily doing in vitro. So you can go back and, you know, keep, it's like going to the casino and when the house is going to win. And they were pretty much saying like, you can go back and do in vitro again, but the house is probably going to win. And it's not like we just had $15,000 laying around, $20,000, whatever it was. And insurance wasn't covering it. So it wasn't like we were just like, this is before the days of like GoFundMe and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So we were like, I look at that picture and I'm like, oh my gosh, that girl, that poor girl talking about me. She put so much pressure on herself. She wanted to be the perfect mom. And then once I let that fly out the window of trying to be perfect, everything felt so much lighter and fluffier. And I hope through this podcast, you're getting that lighter and fluffier feeling because your kids are going to do wonky things and they're going to do awesome things. And it has nothing to do with you. You just control your side of the street and don't worry so much about their side of the street. It doesn't mean you don't worry that meaning you don't care, but you don't make their behavior mean something about you, their good behavior or their bad behavior. And you know, when I say bad, you know, that's like smoking in fourth grade. I think when I think back, like when I say to myself, Kelly, what were you thinking? Like I say some mean things to myself about what I did. Like you were an IDIOT. I say that to myself. You were so D-U-M-B. Um, yeah. And I think like, 
I think because I was such an adrenaline junkie with soccer, like scoring the goals. I was always forward and I um I just loved scoring all the goals and then celebrating and winning and you know, everybody gather around the big huddle and we're all celebrating and rah rah shishkumba. And so it's almost like I think I did some daredevilish things because I was trying to get that adrenaline high that I got from soccer. That's the only thing I can think of. Here I am trying to excuse my behavior, but literally no idea what I was thinking. So on that note, my former principal, Dr. Chapman, sent me this post and I was like, oh, this is perfect for our podcast. It's perfect like sister post of what we talked about last week about their brains and it's still developing and they're not thinking straight and it doesn't mean anything about you. You are literally going to love this if you didn't already read it. And I don't want to read anything to you because I cannot stand when people read things to me. So I'm kind of I'm going to try to speak in conversational style. And also as I'm reading, I'm going to kind of interject like a big fist bump. And I didn't write it, but of course I'm going to credit where I got it from. Well, I got it from Dr. Chapman who sent it to me. Thank you, Dr. C. She's the one that used to always, um, (laughs) our tagline in our school, not really, it wasn't official like our motto, but it was like, put on your big girl panties and deal with it. And when she turned like 50 or maybe, I don't know what age it was, but it was a, it was like one of the decades. And we, we decorated the entire office in her office and in like all these conference rooms that none of the parents were so, and we got these big old panties and we hung them on a clothesline. Cause that was like, that's just popped in my brain, that random memory. Thanks brain. You just randomly throw out things. So this was written by Kristen Swarchek. S-W-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. And she posted on May 26th. And this is to all of us. When I say baby brains, I'm not talking about a toddler or a newborn. I'm talking about baby from like zero to 25 because the brain is still developing. She doesn't say how old she is. And maybe it's in another post. But I would say she's probably 14, 15, 16 in this picture. And it says, Dear Mom and Dad, please stick with me. I can't think clearly right now because there is a rather substantial section of my prefrontal cortex missing. It's a fairly important chunk, something having to do with rational thought. Oh, yes, that's what we've been talking about when I say their brains are not developed and they're not you're not dealing with a fully functioning human being. I don't mean like there's something wrong with them. I just mean they're growing and developing and their brains are literally still growing. And then you have this human in front of you and you think you're dealing with like a coworker, and you forget that they're missing a huge chunk of their prefrontal cortex. Not that it's missing, but it's still growing and developing. Just like we wouldn't expect a baby to go swimming and know how to swim. It's like everything has to be learned in ages and stages, but our ego will start roaring and make their behavior. Or if they're not walking by a certain time or they're not liking certain foods, like something is inherently wrong with them because we think that there's something inherently wrong with us. So when we see our kids struggling with something, we think that there's something wrong with our kids, which means there's something wrong with us. You see, it won't be fully developed until I'm about 25. And from where I sit, 25 seems a long way off. And I'm like, yes, I'm literally fist pumping in the air when I read that. Cause we always talk about zero to 25 and I'm no brain like um, scientist, obviously. <laughs> But everything I read about, it's literally from zero to 25 because a lot of my naughty, awful stuff that I did were in my 20s. Like, what were you thinking, Kelly? Like, seriously, you think you'd know better, but apparently I still had a long ways to go. But here's what I want my parents to know. My brain is not fully developed. It doesn't matter that I'm smart. Even a perfect score in my math test doesn't insulate me from normal developmental stages that we will all go through. Go, girl. Yes. Yes, Kristen. Judgment and intelligence are two completely distinct things. 
And the same thing that makes my brain wonderfully flexible, creative, and like a sponge also makes me impulsive, not necessarily reckless or negligent, but more impulsive than I will be later in life. Oh my goodness. If that isn't the truth, I don't know what is. I was so impulsive. It's like, think it, then I did it. And there was no gap in between. She says, please stick with me. And when you look at me, like I have 10 heads after I've done something quote unquote stupid or failed to do something smart, you're really not helping so much. Think about when you mess up, when you feel guilty, like the shame spiral we go through, we don't need like piling on. If I do something and my kids are like piling, I'm like, can you not pile on right now? You adults respond to situations with your prefrontal cortex, which means your rational part of your brain. But I am more inclined to respond with my amygdala emotionally. And when you ask, what were you thinking? (laughs) The answer is I wasn't, at least not in the way you are. You can blame me or you can blame mother nature, but either way, it is what it is. At this point in my life, I get that you love me, but my friends are my everything. Please understand that right now I choose my friends, but don't be fooled. I'm watching you very carefully. That's why I always say, focus on your side of the street. Don't worry about your kids so much. Worry about your side of the street. Just like when I was teaching and my students would raise their hand, they're like, Billy's not sitting on their bottom. I'm like, listen, Linda, are you sitting on your bottom? Because if you are, that's all you need to worry about. Don't worry about Billy. I got my eye on Billy. All right, Linda over there, little Terry Tattletale. Please stick with me and here's what you can do for me. Number one, model adulting. I see all the behaviors that you are modeling and I hear all the words you say. I may not listen, but I do hear you. I seem impervious to your advice, like I'm wearing a Kevlar vest, but your actions and words are penetrating, I promise. If you keep showing me the way, I will follow, even when I detour many, many, many times before we reach our destination. This girl is smart, using Kevlar vest and impervious, big words like that. Whoa, she's using bigger words than I can. Number two, let me figure out things for myself. If you allow me to experience consequences of my own actions, I will learn from them. Please give me a little bit of a leash and let me know that I can figure things out for myself. The more I do, the more confidence and resilience I will develop. Amen, sister, from another mister. Number three, tell me about you. Oh, geez, this is when I get in a lot of trouble. I want you to tell me all the stories of the crazy things you did as a teen and what you learned from them. Then give me space to do the same. Oh, no, I can't let her sneak out and make pizzas at a pizza parlor. I have limits, please. But no, I'm my, when my kids are with my parents, they're always like, tell me naughty stories about Kelly. And believe me, they have lots of them. Whew. Help me with perspective. Keep reminding me of the big picture. I will roll my eyes at you and make all kinds of grunt-like sounds. I will let you know in no uncertain terms that you can't possibly understand any of what I'm going through, but I'm listening. I really am. It's hard for me to see anything beyond the weeds that I'm currently mined in. Help me scan out and focus on the long view. Remind me that this moment will pass. That's so true. I saw that a lot in middle school where, you know, a test or a grade or a homework, it was like, if I don't get an A on this, then I'm not going to go to college. I'm like, what? None of this matters. Like you want to let them know that none of it matters, but it, and it matters, but you want to take the pressure off. I'm like, it's not defining who you are. Number five, keep me safe. Please remind me that drugs and driving don't mix. Keep telling me that you will bail me out of a dangerous situation. No anger, no lectures, no questions asked. But also let me know over and over and over that you are there to listen when I need you. Oh, man. We're not to the driving and drinking and drugs part. Oh, my goodness. I can't even handle what that's going to be like when they have their car and they're driving with other people. And oh, my goodness. I can't even borrow worry. Number six, be kind. I will learn kindness from you. And if you are relentless in your kindness to me, someday I will imitate that behavior. 
Don't ever mock me. Please don't be cruel. Humor me. I think I know everything. You probably did as well at my age. Let it go. OMG. Did I think I really, really, really thought like 16. Remember thinking like my parents think they think that I don't know everything, but I literally felt like I knew everything. Like what more is there to learn? Oh my. Number seven, show interest in things I enjoy. Some days I will choose to share my interest with you and it will make me feel good. If you validate those interests or at least acting interested. Yes, like if they're into it, you could be on a show of Jeopardy and have all the boards about whether it's a sport or it's an instrument of underwater basket weaving. We always joke that if we were into underwater basket weaving, our parents would have like bought the weave. They would have bought the yarn. They would have learned all about it. They would have watched YouTubes. We had YouTubes back then. Be interested in it when they're interested in something because that's your gateway to talk to them about all the things that are going on within that activity. Because there's almost like a little society that goes on, on the teams, on the clubs, on the extracurricular. And it's like a mini version of life going on in these microcosms of their after school activities, their classes, their schools, but not doing it from a place of you got to get A's, you got to get all A's because then I can feel good as a parent. Remember, their grades have nothing to do with you and your value and your worthiness. One day when the haze of adolescence lifts, you will find a confident, strong, competent, kind adult where a teenager once stood. And in the meantime, buckle in for the ride and please stick with me. Love your teenager. Oh, now it says it's by Helene Wigdens. So maybe, I don't know who to give credit to. I think Kristen Swarczyk posted it with her picture, but the writing was by Helene Wiggins. I will post it in the show notes so you can have access to it because it's so powerful and it just is such a good piggyback to everything we talked about last week about their behavior, good or bad, has nothing to do with your worthiness and your value and they can't make us feel good enough if we're not feeling good enough. There's no amount of A's, there's no amount of teams that they can make, there's no amount of home runs or goals or first chair and band that they can do because it's going to feel like they're doing it for you versus doing it for their evolution or for their growth. So when you remember this about their brains, when you remember this about their humanness and you remember how hard it is to be a kid and navigate it all and figure it all out and fit in and balance it, the balancing act they're learning. It's like a small version of what they're going to deal with in, in big and big people school. And you realize how hard it is for you and for us as adults. So they're experiencing that same kind of hard. It's just more on their level and on their age and on their stage. And then you have more compassion and empathy because you're going through the same type of emotions in your own personal life, in your work life, in your home life, and the chore life, and all that. You're trying to manage and balance it all. And they're doing the same thing, just on a kid version, with an undeveloped brain. Now, this doesn't say, oh, let them off the hook and let them sneak out and eat pizzas and make pizzas at the pizza parlor. But you don't make it mean something about you. And when you don't make it mean something about you then your reaction isn't so inflamed. You're not so reactive because you know that it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. And then you get to just sit back and enjoy the show. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home, 
and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.